Warning, the podcast you're about to hear has a unique conservative perspective and may be politically incorrect, containing some controversy in its message. This episode may speak out against liberalism, socialism, the dark state, and religious organizations. It is possible that evil in politics, education, law, society, and religion will be discussed and exposed. However, we believe this podcast adds truth and value to a mature, disenfranchised audience who may be tired of apostate religions and wicked world systems. Listeners who are easily offended, overly sensitive, or have progressive leanings sympathetic to the topics we expose should be forewarned not to listen any further. We thank both those who choose to listen as well as those who choose not to listen. You've been warned. And now, let us get on with the show. Welcome to the Freedom Friday Hour, the alternative news podcast. Well, today is February 17th, 2017. Very nice. Thank you. (laughs) We have some very good stories today. We're talking about these dead owls that apparently are just falling from the sky. We talk about some human microchipping laws. Mm -hmm. And then Elon Musk... Elon Musk. It reminds me of that cologne, you know, that musk oil. He smells like that. I think he does. All Tesla cars smell like that, too. (laughs) Well, he says that humans must merge with machines or else we become irrelevant. Okay. That's what he says. Then there's a movie. It's one of those... I don't know. Nobody's going to watch it. It's one of those, you know, film festival. It's in Berlin. It's Mm. called A Fantastic Woman. That's the title of the movie, A Fantastic Woman. But the woman playing A Fantastic Woman is a dude. Oh, for the love of pizza. And then the Grammys. And I didn't hear much about this. Well, I don't watch the news. I don't watch regular TV. But And we didn't watch the Grammys. No, we didn't watch the Grammys. I wouldn't waste my, I wouldn't waste my, my thumb on the remote control. My thumb is very active. And I wouldn't want to <laughs> waste that. Active. Yeah, I wouldn't want to waste that like, energy. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> no, it's going. It's got to move constantly because it's just constantly changing. It's like the universe. It's like your mouth. Ah! <laughs> pump. <laughs> But the Grammys apparently had a uh, trophy girl, very hot, very hot looking trophy girl. I didn't see her. She's very hot, I hear. It's a dude, folks. <laughs> it was a dude. And I, you know what? There was nothing on, um, well, I didn't see anything on YouTube on it or whatever, but I guess I could type that in and see. Um, anyway, it was a dude. Ugh. And then we're going to do a Can't Fix Stupid, one of my favorite things. Yeah. We're going to talk about a Canada. Canada. And you know what? They decide to, well, I'm just going to hold that off. It's something to do with their justice system and who they released mm. from jail and uh, what the guy did. And you're going to be. Intriguing. You're going to be like, what? What? You're going to be all over yourself just puking, man. It's so cool. Mm. All right? Mm-hmm. So if you will give a word, then we'll get right into this. All righty then. Let's see where is it now. Here it is. It's in Jeremiah 5. And we're going to start with verse 21. This is actually Jeremiah talking um, 
to the house of Jacob, but I thought it was kind of apropos for today. Okay. It says, hear now this, O foolish people, and without understanding, which have eyes and not and see not, which have ears and hear not. Fear ye not me, saith the Lord, will ye not tremble at my presence, which have placed the sand for the bound of the sea by a perpetual decree, that it cannot pass it, and though the waves thereof toss themselves, yet can they not prevail, though they roar, yet can they not pass over it? But this people hath a revolting and rebellious heart. They are revolted and gone. Neither say they in their heart, Let us now fear the Lord our God, that gives rain, both the former and the latter, in his season. He reserves unto us the appointed weeks of the harvest. Your iniquities have turned away these things, and your sins have withholden good things from you. For among my people are found wicked men. They lay wait as they that set snares. They set a trap and they catch men. As a cage is full of birds, so are their houses full of deceit. Therefore they are become great and waxen rich. They are waxen fat, they shine. Yea, they overpass the deeds of the wicked. They judge not the cause, the cause of the fatherless. Yet they... prosper and the right of the needy do they not judge shall i not visit for these things saith the lord shall not my soul be avenged on such a nation as this a wonderful and horrible thing is committed in the land the prophets prophesy falsely and the priests bear rule by their means and my people love to have it so and what will ye do in the end thereof that's like one of the saddest passages you know here's jeremiah prophesying right before Judea, right before Jerusalem, right before Israel is totally destroyed and taken captive by the Babylonians. Mm-hmm. And God had warned them and 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 warned them over and over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. There's Jeremiah doing this, you know, in the last days over there. Um, and then it's just so sad because, it's, you know, my people, they just don't listen. They just don't listen. They just would rather just, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then they get, uh, they get whacked. They get whacked. Whacked. Uh, for 70 years. And then uh, some go back and uh, they have to rebuild the temple and all that stuff. And it's very hard and very treacherous. And it's all history. It's, that's what Nehemiah and, and Ezra is all about. And mm-hmm. uh, very difficult. But they never quite get their nation back. They never quite get the land grab that was promised to them. And they never get that back uh, because soon after, you know, the Persian Empire fell to the Greeks and then the Romans came and uh, and then they were totally destroyed in 70. So, yep, some sad, sad stuff. And, um, you know, we're not Israel, but here we are in America and being warned, 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 warned. And no one seems to want to listen. Nope. And, of course, the church, the organized religious church of Christianity of blasphemy, mm-hmm. they're just totally irrelevant. Yep. Totally irrelevant. They don't help anybody. They don't do anything. Now they're all freaked out because their numbers are dropping. And so they're doing all kinds of stupid stuff mm-hmm. to try to bring people in. There's a thing called transference, folks. If you live in a town... People aren't getting saved and going into churches. They don't go to church and they get saved and you get new people growing. They go from one church to another church. They go from one place until they don't like it anymore. Then they go to another place and it just transfers. It's like Mm -hmm. a balloon. You just squeeze a water balloon. You squeeze one in, the water goes the other, blah, blah, blah. That's all that happens. So these churches are businesses and all they're doing is like any other business. They're competing to get people. 
right. into their business. That's all they're doing. They're real relevant. They don't help anybody. No one's getting um, d- demonic deliverance. Mm-mm. No one's getting... No one's uh, changed. No one's changed. You know, I remember going to church and then being changed or challenged yeah. at the end of the uh, the service. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you what, and then those who do go um, and say they do find the Lord, they do... Uh, get a hold of them or something. God will move them out. See, mm-hmm. cause then the Holy Spirit teaches them everything they need to know, and and the Holy Spirit will teach them and guide them to the the teaching in the places they need to go That's to right. get fed, mm-hmm. and then they'll grow. But they will not stay under that system. Uh, you you won't you won't see that. So, um, and and you know people get saved in all kinds of different situations. Mm-hmm. All kinds of. I mean, heck, I came to the Lord going to a purpose driven crazy, you know, pagan church, right? literally, mm-hmm. literally a pagan church, a uh, church that played uh, Stairway to Heaven backwards uh, yeah. for a sermon, you know, and played um, Sweet, Sweet Satan, you know, backwards. True story. True story. It, I got, I came to the Lord to a church like that. I used to know this one guy, he was a drummer and um, he came to the Lord and actually played in a cult, a mm-hmm. uh, rock and roll band. And that's where he found the Lord in this cult, <laughs> but he actually had a real experience with Jesus. Of course he went out of it. Mm-hmm. The Lord took him out of it, but, um, you can't put the Lord in a box, man. He can save you. Uh, he can save people in many, many situations. <laughs> That's right. But my point is, is you won't stay in a dead, dry, uh, spirit rejecting building for very long. Nope. The Lord will move you out, move you out. Ms. Kapow, there are dozens, dozens, 50 or more dead barn owls. I love barn owls. Oh, I know. They're so, they're just their little faces, man. We used to live they on the ranch cute. and they would come and visit us at night. <laughs> Literally, I mean, they would, uh, well, they were nesting yeah, above our babies. bedroom. Yeah, they had little babies and they were nesting above our bedroom. And they're just, nocturnal, so that's oh, when they would gosh. learn how to fly and they would fly into our screen. Mm-hmm. And flap and make all kinds of noise. And they were so cute. Anyway, these little, and they're great, man, for micing. Oh, man, they eat a lot of rodents. I love these guys. I'd wake up the next morning, I'd find all kinds of gopher heads and (laughs) guts and, oh my Lord, oh boy, they make a mess. Yeah, they do. Uh, But dozens, 50 or more dozens of dead owls, these little barn owls, uh, were showing up along Highway I-84. They're in Idaho. Mm -hmm. And the people that witnessed it, you know what they said? It's like they fell from the sky. Now... To be fair, no one saw them fall from the sky, Mm-mm. but they said it's like they fell from the sky. Yeah. Okay. Because there were miles and miles of these dead owls. Yes. Yes. They're just... Over 50 of them. Mm-hmm. So they That's came from somewhere. That is a lot. It's a lot of dead boys. This is Jerome Idaho and dozens of dead owls were reported by drivers along this interstate, and it made it very eerie for them. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. A couple of people they interviewed said that they were driving home to Boise from Twin Falls, and they spotted some roadkill. They thought it was roadkill along the interstate, and they saw this big bird, and they thought it was a chicken at first. Mm-hmm. What the heck? And then they keep seeing more and more of them, 
And then they see the stripes on the feathers and they realize, hey, this ain't a chicken. Mm-hmm. And they identify these as these owls. And they said, definitely owls. And I said, there was about 50 or more owls on a 20-mile stretch near Jerome. And there were so many of them that they quit counting them. Oh, see? They quit counting them. So there was more. So they want to know what's going on. Um, now... You know, I I don't I don't know. I can't tell you what what this is. It's something bizarre with our Earth. Mm-hmm. Our Earth is going to a lot of weird Earth changes. Sure, a lot of weird stuff going on in the skies and in the universe. Um, everybody, see how big Venus is. Yes. Everybody, see how bright Venus is now. We've been looking at this. You know, why is Venus so bright? And some people who who know a whole lot more than we do, way beyond our pay grade um, in astronomy, basically say it's uh, it's normal mm-hmm. because it's close to the Earth. The thing that gets me is I noticed it this bright in November, back in November, mm-hmm. and it's always um, a big orb. I've never seen it go into a shadow or a sliver. It's just bright. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night we were walking the dogs and it was as bright as uh, any man-made LED light. Yep. It was so bright in the sky. So it's, yeah, you know, I, I it doesn't feel normal. No. To me. It doesn't, doesn't feel normal. Mm-mm. A lot of stuff going on, a lot of weird electromagnetic pole shifting, weird stuff happening in the skies. Mm-hmm. Um, a whole lot of meteor uh, activity. Mm-hmm. We don't even talk about it anymore. We used to talk about it and try to keep up with it. But there's just meteors meteors everywhere yeah. uh, being seen everywhere and a lot of weird stuff. So anyway, the dead owls, you know, is it uh, Earth changes? I think it has something to do with that. The other day there oh, was I think a... So. Yeah, it has something to do with it. Who knows? Mm-hmm. The other day there was a pulse that went from the East Coast... All the way to the West Coast in Washington, mm-hmm. state of Washington, and it was a, an underground pulse, and it wasn't. It was not an earthquake. It wasn't man-made, and it traveled the entire uh, continent mm-hmm. within three minutes. Yes, and we saw some whiz guy uh, who knows a lot more than we do. Like I said, yeah. way above our pay grade, uh, break this down for us and show us all the the charts, all the. I don't know, what do you call graphs? Seism- yes, graphs, the seismic charts, and prove to you that there was a, an anomaly mm-hmm. that went through all of these states, uh, in, like within two or three minutes. It was absolutely unbelievable. So there's stuff happening that you're never going to hear Mm-mm. on mainstream news. Obviously, a lot of the stuff you may not even hear, you know, on YouTube and stuff. You just got to go to the right places. But um, there's some weird, 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 weird stuff going on. There really Definitely. is. Definitely. They, they discovered a bunch of, um, uh, I don't want to say mag, magna, but uh, I forgot what you call it. Uh, so, something under the Yellowstone supervolcano. Mm. They mm-hmm. say it's like, it's like the, it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. So th- there's all kinds of weird, different things. So this owl stuff, that's probably related to Earth changes. I don't know what what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, if you're a UFOlogist, you're going to say, well, they all ran into the mothership or whatever. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But 
Mike, there's a man named Mike Keckler. Not Heckler, but Keckler. Keckler. And he works for the Idaho Fish and Game, and he's a spokeshole. Okay? Mm-hmm. Well, Mike Keckler, instead of saying, I don't know why these owls are on the road, you know what he says? Woods. He says, it's a simple explanation. And I'm going to run this by you and see if you guys think it's so simple. It's a simple explanation, and it's not terribly uncommon, he said. He said, hungry owls are becoming victims of roadkill when they target mice along the interstate. Hmm. And it's a deadly situation when you've got vehicles traveling 85 miles per hour. Now, let me tell you something. Like I said, we lived on a ranch in California, and uh, we had these barn owls that lived right above our bedroom. And we'd study them and look at them all the time. We we love these things. Um, Have you seen these things fly? Yeah. You see how fast they are? You can't hear them. They're silent when Mm -hmm. they fly. Owls don't get on the road like a crow and eat roadkill and stuff on the road. They don't do that. They swoop down on their little victims Mm -hmm. and they're gone. So 50 or more owls swoop down right in front of cars. Yeah. And nobody, none of the the vehicles or drivers of the vehicles stopped or or, um, said anything about killing these owls. Mm -mm. And there's no rodents on the ground either. No. And nobody reported any car damage. No. Mm-mm. Certainly a windshield would be busted out. You would think so. But this idiot, Mike Keckler from the Fish and Game, said the owls were just victims of roadkill because they were eating mice on the road. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but witnesses who saw these owls said it looks like they fell from the sky. Mm-hmm. And if it was a normal thing, they wouldn't have questioned it. It would be less like, well, this is what happens. Yeah. B- but just the fact that they're, you know, shocked and, and inquiring about this tells you that it's not normal. Mm-mm. And, the, and these people, the, the, these, the, the ones that said that they felt, looked like they fell from the sky, they live there. So they travel this road all the time. Mm-hmm. And they've never seen anything like it. Mm-hmm. But... Mike Keckler says, well, it's a common common occurrence. Happens all the time. Really? Really? They've never heard it. Um, a Boise State student recently published a thesis study on the dead owls in southern Idaho for the Raptor Research Center. And he called it one of the world's highest roadway mortality rates for barn owls. Hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know what... You know, I really don't know what the agenda is to try to hide that. I don't know if they're just ignorant or um, they just don't want to believe in anything else. Or they just can't say we don't know. But I, I, I kind of doubt that they got hit eating mice. Yeah, I don't believe it for one second. Not one second, Miss Capel. You know, it wasn't very long ago that... If you had mentioned to anybody the term microchip mm-hmm. and talked about human microchipping, they would have looked at you like you were nuts. Yeah, it's very sci fi. Very sci fi, tinfoil hat stuff. Really? Really? And then, you know, some, you know, Christians. 
uh, believe, and I'm not saying right or wrong, you know, they just believe because it's hard, you know, you're looking through a glass darkly, especially when you're dealing with prophecy, mm-hmm. unless it's unfolding in front of you, then you go, ah, that's, this is that, that's, you know, it's like Peter on the day of Pentecost. Mm-hmm. This is that what the prophet Joel said, you know, up to that point, I didn't know what that was, but now this is that. So, you know, I don't put anybody down for even, even trying to speculate what some of these things are, but. A lot of people believe, you know, the mark of the beast was an RDIF or will be an RDIF chip and blah, blah, blah. Sure. You know, a lot of things like that. So who knows? But uh, when you would mention RDIF chips and chipping people or, you know, taking the mark of the beast and, you know, they'd look at you like you're nuts or they wouldn't know what you're talking about. So it was kind of the topics for the fringe lunatic. And... <laughs> It really was. And that is why this next story is so fascinating uh, to us, because it has become mainstream. Now, I know that throughout the recent years, there's more and more stories about people microchipping themselves, experimenting uh with microchipping to open up doors or to run the copy machine at work and, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. There's more and more of that going on. Already our dogs and cats are microchipped. Uh, so it's becoming more and more mainstream and more common. But what, what got me about this particular article from the Review Journal is that this is a Nevada senator. So this is a um, politician. A, yeah, a high-ranking elected official that has looked at human microchipping in such a way that she believes there should be some laws on the books mm-hmm. that we that that here in Nevada we need to start preparing for human chipping and putting laws on the books to outlaw forced chipping on humans. So it's no longer just the fringe lunatic talking about this stuff. Uh, these are mainstream people. This it's is this kind is of scary, really. It's, it is kind of scary. The fact that this is even being discussed, the mm-hmm. fact that there's even dialogue about human chipping, just shows you how close and how far along it's come. Mm-hmm. Now, whether we need to fear that now, you know, people my age, you know, I don't need to fear this because there's no reason why. Anybody would want to chip me. You know what I mean? I, you know, I'm done. I have nothing else to offer. Uh, but, you know, if you have kids in school or they're being vaccinated or you're a young person and uh, you have to go to university, but you can't go to university unless you're you have the vaccinations sure. and you're chipped in case you get lost in the dorm room, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, there's other things there. Or if you're younger and you're still working at a company that may require you to take some kind of chipping to get in. That's um, right. So, you know, uh, and I, and I say kind of erically, no, er, you know, arrogantly, uh, no one's going to want to chip me, but I don't know, maybe my bank might want to at some point. Well, you can't really access your money and credit cards and all this stuff because we don't have those anymore. You have to have it, mm-hmm. you know, chipped, you know, in your hand or something in order right. for you to access your money. So I shouldn't really be so arrogant. Yeah, that could come to a to a point because if it's a point of, well, you can't accept the RDIF chip because it might be the mark of the beast or me buying a cheeseburger, um, I'm probably going to get chipped, folks. I'm just going to tell you because, you know, I got to have my cheeseburger. <laughs> 
Yeah, everybody's like, oh my gosh. Well, according to John MacArthur, <clears throat> yeah. you can receive the mark of the beast and still get saved. Yeah, he said that. He did. I, I, where did he get that from? Where he gets everything else from, huh? Just Come makes on. It up. He just makes it up as he goes. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds Brings good. in people. Yeah, brings in people. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now we're going to take an offering. You feel better about yourselves? Okay, this is Carson City. Uh, State Senator Becky Harris said a bill to prohibit forced microchipping of people is not as far-fetched as it might seem because it happens in some places around the world. She's proposing Senate Bill 109. It would make it a Class C felony here in Nevada to require someone to be implanted with a radio frequency identifier. Hmm. such as microchips placed in pets. So here in Nevada, my bank, if this law passes, my bank couldn't say, Paul, you have to have this chip or you can't Mm -hmm. uh, access your account. It would be illegal to force me to do that some way. Uh, I guess that's how it would work. I don't know. Sounds like it. Yeah. It should be an option if you'd like it. Yes. Not... A mandatory thing. To. No, and they can make it so hard for you to use cash and yeah. Credit but card see, that. that would be your choice yeah. still, and they could do that. Yeah. The idea for the bill came from a constituent, the Las Vegas Republican said. She said as she began to look into the issue, she was surprised with the merit that she believed the issue warrants. Now, this is interesting because I think when this person first brought it to her attention, she was like, what? Mm-hmm. And then when she started doing her research, she realized this is a big, big thing. And she said the sales of radio frequency identifiers, hmm. these chips are escalating around the world. And a company in Australia, as of June 2016, sold more than 10,000 implantable chips with do-it-yourself kits. Each That's kit, scary. It is. Because people are doing this for some reason. Each kit costs about 100 bucks and includes a tag and an, an injection tool. Okay, see, I really don't like that, the injection. No, it's a big old, big old looking needle, too. Mm-hmm. Me no like. Mm-mm. The Wall Street Journal has reported an estimated 30,000 to 50,000 chips have been sold globally. That's not a whole lot right no, now. Globally. Those are probably companies, I would imagine. Probably. But nonetheless, you're looking at the future of, well, what happens if this thing really takes off? Uh-huh. Harris said the technology is used by companies in Belgium and Sweden to identify employees. It's done under the idea to unlock doors or use copy machines or pay for your lunch, etc., Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides privacy concerns, Harris said the concept raises ethical questions, such as who owns the chip or the information contained on it. Exactly. Uh, and how does someone get de-chipped mm-hmm. if they don't want to work for that company? Well, yeah, they just don't want to be chipped anymore. Yeah. Uh, can the chip be hacked? Sure it is. It's going to be hacked and it's everything else is. Exactly. Harris said the Nevada bill is modeled after legislation passed by at least 10 other states. So apparently oh. there's other states that have this. And it what prohibits the voluntary decision of a person to be microchipped. Like a nightclub in Europe offers microchipping to customers so the establishment can provide tailored service. <laughs> okay. You want to do that? Fine. 
Um, and there was some opposition. You know, some people brought in um, scenarios where would it help dementia patients mm-hmm. to be chipped, right? Against their will. But, you know, some dementia patients wander away. So would right. this help them? Um, they also, some wondered if military pilots are microchipped so mm. they could be found if they're, you know, plane crashes. I, you know, I don't yeah, know. They're tr- yeah. But the arguments will always be for the good, for a good cause, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And then they can use the evil after they have it, uh, enacted, a law yes. enacted for it. I just think that the, the, the dialogue that they're having about it and thinking about enacting a law to prevent forced microchipping, and that's something to pay attention to. Exactly. Because that means it's like Definitely. right here, right around the corner. And you know what else is right around the corner? You know what else is right around the corner? A commercial. Ah, a commercial break. Of and I got to tell you, I'm not really big into commercials, but this this particular radio announcer that comes on, his voice is so sultry. Wow. It's so deep and dark. It's like no milk, kidding. It's like milk chocolate. I like chocolate to my ears, and uh, his message is just fantastic. And I know you guys want it. I'm just going to shut up and let you guys hear this guy because he's he's unbelievable. All he's right. one of my favorites. All yeah. Right. Okay. We'll be back. Hey everyone, this is your brother Kapow speaking to you. Many of you already know that my beautiful co-host wife and I have authored numerous books together. Two are available in paperback, as well as in Kindle download. They are titled Demons in My Marriage Bed, A True Story of Spiritual Warfare, and Eyes to See Unseen Enemies Looking at the Neo-Pagan Church. We want to offer to our Kapow Radio listeners a special $2 discount from the retail price of these two paperback books. Demons in My Marriage Bed is only $10.99. Eyes to See Unseen Enemies is only $8.99. This is how you can get your discount. Go to fifthhookmedia.com, F-I-F-T-H-O-O-K media.com, and click on books, and then scroll down to select the book you want to get. Copy or write down the discount code for the book you want to buy, and click on the linked code to go directly to our CreateSpace website. Paste or type in the discount code at checkout. Voila, $2 off. Additionally, you can go to createspace.com, go to the search bar, use the drop-down menu to the left of the bar to search the store, type in either title of the book you want, enter the discount code at checkout. Now the codes are up front on both book pages. You can't miss them. We hope you take advantage of this offer and please write us a review in Amazon. Share this information with others you think may like our material and may our Lord and Savior Richly bless all of you. Well, Miss Capel, that dude, that dude is awesome, man. That was Hershey-licious. Yeah, it was Hershey-licious. He must have <laughs> went to a lot of training to get that kind of tenor in his mm-hmm. voice. Just mm-hmm. uh, wow, wow, wow! Very impressive indeed. Yes, Elon Musk. Everybody knows who's Elon Musk. Elon Musk, named after the Musk. The Musketeers. No, Muscalone. Muscalone. <laughs> Muscalone. Uh, he says humans must, okay, not should, maybe, perhaps, but they must. Must. You must merge with machines or become irrelevant in the 
A-I-H. Oh, wow. no. I don't want to be a machine. I don't want to be microchipped. I know. Be a robot. Haven't you seen those movies? I have. Never, it never turns out good. It's It never, it never does. He's a billionaire. So because he's a billionaire, we better listen to him. Yeah. Because he's very successful and he's a billionaire. He's known for his futuristic ideas, and his latest suggestion might just save us all from being irrelevant. All right. As artificial intelligence grows more prominent. Here's what he says. Um, he says humans just need to merge with machines <laughs> to become sort of a cyborg. He's, he's dead serious. He's not messing around. Here's what he says. He, he was talking um, to people in the United Arab Emirates, the UAE, where he launched his Tesla car line. Mm -hmm. All right. It was a look how successful that has been. It has been, if you can afford one. (laughs) Zero to 60 in what, 30 seconds? I don't know. They're supposed to be very fast. Mm. Um, He was at the World Government Summit in Dubai. And I like to, when I cast demons out, I like to send them to the deserts of Dubai. It's just something I like to do. So there's a lot of demons in the deserts. So I would suggest don't go digging around in the sand out there. Yeah. But anyway, over time, he says, I think, this is Elon talking, I think we will probably see a closer merger of biological intelligence. Mm -hmm. And digital intelligence. Mm-hmm. Do say, do say. It's mostly about the bandwidth. What the heck is that? <laughs> That's what he says. It's mostly about the bandwidth, the speed of the connection between your brain and the digital version of yourself, particularly output. Okay, once again, beyond my pay scale. Um, Sounds stupid. The thing is, he explained what he meant. He said he he said computers can communicate at a trillion bits per second, right? Trillion bits per second. While humans, whose main communication method is typing with their fingers via mobile device, I disagree. I think your main communication method is probably your body language or your 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 voice. Yeah. But whatever. He thinks your main communication method is typing with your fingers and you can only do about 10 bits per second. A computer he's trying to a make trillion. a point here. He so. is, he's making a point. As stupid as it is, he's trying to make a point. Yeah. In an age where AI threatens to become widespread, humans would be useless. You Thank know why? Because you. you can't type. You can't type as fast as a robot. So there's a need to merge with machines. So he says some high bandwidth interface to the brain will be something that helps achieve a symbiosis Hmm. A symbiosis, Miss Kapow, between human and machine hmm. intelligence. Right. And maybe solves the control problem and the usefulness problem. Did you catch this? <laughs> yeah. Okay. What I'm gonna, arrogant. I'm going <clears> to <throat> read this, not the whole thing, but let me let me read this part again. He says that this bandwidth interface on the brain, right, could form a symbiotic type of relationship between human and machine. And he says, and solves, maybe solves the control problem mm-hmm. and the usefulness problem. See, that's why they want to put this in place. Who's, 
What like control good... problems are you talking about? The machine, controlling the machine or controlling no. the humans? Human? Yes. Humans. It solves a control problem. We can't control these stupid humans right now, so this would solve that. Mm-hmm. And guess what? The usefulness problem. They're not useful. They're useful eaters. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you get that language, uh, you should have a cringe moment. Yeah. So he, uh, his proposal would see a new layer of brain. You're going to have another brain that's able to access information quickly and tap into artificial intelligence. Uh, so he's saying that uh, it's, it's evolving. Humans will evolve. Wow. What an yeah. arrogant guy, yeah? He's very arrogant. But if you notice that the, the language goes really back to the garden. Number one, mm-hmm. did God say you're going to die? Surely you're not going to die. Number two, if you take the bait, if you take the click bait, your eyes are going to be open. You're going to be very wise because you're going to merge with the machine and you can live forever. Mm-hmm. You'll live forever. And this is the guy that's afraid of dying. Yes. <laughs> um, and um, you're going to become gods, little G gods. It's the same spirit behind mm-hmm. his language. Uh, he throws in a little 1984 control stuff in there. Um, I think this guy's um, this. This is a scary dude. He's a yeah. scary, a scary. And he has money, mm-hmm. so they let him blab his gums. Yep, lots of moolah, lots of moolah. You know what's bad, Miss Capel, mm-hmm. is when you're watching a movie called A Fantastic Woman, and you're really digging it. You're going, gosh, she's a fantastic woman mm-hmm. in this movie. I want to be in this movie with this fantastic woman. And then you, as a woman. We go, I wish I looked like her. Yes. I want to be this fantastic woman. Look at those woman. beautiful eyes, those uh-huh. sensuous lips, that beautiful hair. Those knobby knees. Those big ears. That big, thick <laughs> neck. That huge skull. Look at those hands. Look at that jawline. And the thighs. The thighs. And the man hips. They can't breed. <laughs> the man hips. Uh, well, that's exactly what happens if you're watching a fantastic woman. Because it's a man. Transgender actress is a breakout star at the Berlin Fest. Mm-hmm. Daniela Vega. Daniela Vega is the transgender star of a fantastic woman, and it wows the audiences. Wow. This is from Berlin. Daniela Vega, the transgender star of Gillian movie, a fantastic woman, wowed the Berlin Film Festival Sunday with a breakout performance as a trailblazer. Mm. Uh, He, dressed as a woman, is a film and stage actress as well as an opera singer. That's interesting because it's a dude singing opera. So does it hit those high female notes or does he sing like a Botticelli? Yeah, beats me. I don't know. Anyway, this guy plays a transgender woman. And now check out this storyline. This, this gets more and more confusing. It's a transgender woman in love with Orlando, who's a much older man, who dies the night of her birthday celebration. Okay. Okay, you got it? So this older dude, no more named Orlando, is in love with another dude dressed like a woman. You got it? A transgender (laughs) woman. Got it? 
Okay. Uh, now. Uh, I know. I know. Uh, let's see. Where's the rest of the storyline? Because they're talking about who directed it. We don't care. Okay. So this transgender woman, her in the movie, her name is Ma, Ma, Marina. Hmm. Marie, a fantastic woman, traces Marina's battle to win the right to mourn her dead lover, Orlando, who's a real man in love with another man dressed as a woman. <laughs> so she is battling the right to mourn her dead lover against the resistance of his ex-wife and their adult son. Oh, man. Talk about a soap opera. Yeah. So Orlando had a real woman as a wife and he had a, a woman who could breed and have children, so he had a son. Mm-hmm. Well, he decided to go all queer on 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 them mm-hmm. and fall in love with a man dressed as a woman, a transgendered yeah. woman. And now he's dead, and the family don't want her to go to the funeral or to rightly mourn the death of her lover, Orlando. But you know what? It makes perfect sense in a confused world. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you know what? They call her names, Miss Kapow. They call her a chimera, which is a monster from Greek mythology made from several species and condemn her relationship with Orlando as perverse. 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 You guys get the language behind this? Are you guys getting this? Huh? Ah. (laughs) And yet the Bible says you shall not mix seed. And the Bible says... It's a disgrace and abomination for a man to wear women's clothing and a woman to wear man's clothing. But they mm-hmm. say they call her perverse. They're mean. But that was then. It's yes. different now. Yeah. <laughs> they bar her from the funeral. Can you imagine that? Wow. Can you imagine? They barred this transgender, this dude dressed like a chick from the funeral. They kick him, her out of the apartment, him, her, she had with Orlando, (laughs) intended to share and even take away him, her, beloved German shepherd. What's the name of the dog? Did you catch the name of the dog? The German shepherd is named Diabla. Oh, my goodness. Female devil, Diabla. That's the name of this transgendered woman's dog, Diabla. The Already female then. devil. You see, you see what? My God, folks, I'm trying to show you something. Do you see the language behind this? Do you see the agenda? Yes. The world's ending, folks. It cannot go on too much longer. It's imploding and collapsing. It certainly is. Society. It's gone globally. It's gone. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. It is amazing. Keep looking up, folks, because your redemption is going to be drawing near. And I think that's why the earth and the skies and everything, yeah. just everything is going bonkers. Yeah, there's signs in the sun. There really is. There's signs in the sun. There are signs in the sun. Mm-hmm. There's signs in the moon. There are signs in the stars. There's, look at Venus. I mean, that's just one. There's signs in the earth, mm-hmm. everywhere, folks. Redemption's close. It, this is imploding. This is imploding. Satan's kingdom is imploding. It's it's mixed, folks. It's iron, which is partly strong, mixed with earthenware. Earthenware. They don't hold together. Humans and hybrid fallen angels don't hold together. This transgender actress, this thing is a hybrid. It doesn't hold together. It's not working. Mm-hmm. It can't work. It can't work. 
Nope. It really can't. Let me go on with the plot. Oh, okay. In the story, the police suspect Orlando's death from an aneurysm may have involved drugs or foul play. Oh, my goodness. And guess what they do? They're mean to Marina, too. Oh, of course they They submit are. him, her, to questioning in a humiliating physical exam. Oh, for the love of pizza. You can just imagine. <laughs> this is this is a trans fest. Mm-hmm. You're going to go to this movie. It's a freak show. It's a freak show trans fest where this thing is made to be the ultimate victim in such a unloving, cruel world. Calling on the reserves of strength it has taken for him, her, to forge him, her path to an often conservative, macho society. Marina refuses to go quietly. Damn it. See, I think you could read stories. I like can. At the library. With I, I'm going re- I'm gonna, to I'm gonna read to the kids this year. I'm doing the, uh, the Dr. Seuss hat and the cat mm-hmm. to the kids. I'm going to scare the heck out of them. Because <laughs> I'm going to go, kids, look at Dr. Seuss here. He's a demon! He's green! What's wrong with you? Read the Bible! You little brats? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see They're going to love me. Vega, okay, the actor, the, his actor, actress guy, the transgender dude. Said his character Marina had limited space in which to live freely in San Diego, but she finds it. You can see that that's what makes her so fantastic, so appealing. She's a fantastic woman. She finds a way to spread her wings and fly. Transgender oh hurdles. Oh my. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vega admitted that most societies in the world still had trouble accepting transgender people. Mm. You think? Even as they become more visible in Western pop culture, but that the story had more universal appeal. She says, or he says, I think no one in this world hasn't gone through a transition in their lives, if only from being a baby to a grown-up. What? Being a baby to a grown-up, I'm still a human. I'm a male baby growing up to a male <laughs> adult. I'm not going from a male to a female. <laughs> That don't even make sense. It's not even logical. Mm-mm. Now, he says, I moved from being a man to a woman, and I'm glad I did. Good for you. This is my personal choice, and this is what constitutes my humanity. I'm fine. I'm not going to see your movie. Mm-mm. Um. Because I think it's disgusting. He acknowledged that while tolerance had grown in much of the world, there were, there were no guarantees that freedoms gained would be protected forever. We are going through a moment that is very fragile and delicate. It seems there is a movement to turn back progress. Speaking of President Donald Trump in the United States, obviously. Uh, and he, he is, because he says, we are seeing walls, walls go up and borders. Borders are fortified and people are being labeled, labeled and put in boxes. I think we need to ask what kind of world we want. Well, I don't want terrorists. I don't want criminals, and I don't want men dressed like women telling me what to do. Okay, there. Yeah. So, a fantastic woman, the movie Fantastic Woman is one of 18 contenders for the Golden Bear top prize on Saturday. The Golden Bear. How many of you have heard of the Golden Bear Awards? Nope. I hear crickets. This is how irrelevant... This movie is. This is how irrelevant this actor dressed as a woman is. Mm. Okay? But they want you to think it's something. They want you to think it's something. 
Not. Okay, are you done screaming? Are you done screaming, Miss Kapow? Okay. Our next story. Our next story is Grammys. Grammys. The Grammys. Not grandmas. (laughs) Not the grandmas, but the Grammys. Okay, how many of you see those trophy girls up there that that give that that little the Lavanna Whites? Yeah, yeah, and they give that little god to the person. Here, go worship this. Mm-hmm. Here's your little golden god, you fool, <laughs> fool. For tonight, thy soul will be required of thee. Mm. Just like that, bam! Your heart stops beating, and you're dead as a doornail. In eternity, what are you gonna do? You. But what here's your you little god, do? and you can't even take that thing with you. No, and why would you? It's probably made out of plastic. Plastic. Well, the little trophy girls that give those trophies this year was a transgender man. Actually, it was a transgender woman. It was a man that transgendered to a female. It's a man dressed as a chick. Wow. Just think how versatile this can be. (laughs) The three trophy handlers at Sunday ceremony are transgender model Martina Rublido, model and actor Derek Maraco, Maraco. and model and actress Holland Haley. So it looks like they got, I think there's like two females and a guy. So the two females are dressed like guys and the two, the guy is dressed like a female. I don't know why you just wouldn't get a guy and a female to give the trophy out. <laughs> that would be so much simpler. <laughs> that would make sense. That's why. It's kind of like, let's take the longest way, the most complicated way to do something and then yeah. call it progression. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Evolution, diversity. Uh, Sunday Grammys, a man and a transgender woman will join the so-called trophy girls who bring music's top honors on stage. Okay, so it looks like it's just a guy, a man, and so that's going to be a girl, uh, a female, so it'll be a transgendered man, and a transgender woman, a man dressed as a woman, will join the other girls, so the rest of them are women. Mm. Oh, my goodness. So I gotta so just confusing. Keep, I, I'm trying to keep my brain, so there's only two got to keep track of here, right? Okay. So... I... It's a change that puts the Grammys in the front ranks of awards diversity. Oh, you understand? Awards diversity. All right. Um, in a statement, Neil Portnow, he's the president of the Recording Academy. Hmm. Here's what he said. To be honest, the idea of a trophy girl has felt antiquated for some time now. Wow. Thanks. Why? Well, then don't have a trophy girl. Have a, have, a, have a robot give the trophy. but Or a monkey. Or a monkey. But the idea of a trophy girl has felt an, an antiquated. Um, he says, who wrote the rule anyway? The ability to present a trophy has nothing to do with one's gender. I, I can understand that if he says, okay, I'm going to have, I'm gonna have uh, some, some gay guy then give it out. Mm-hmm. But he has a guy dressed as a woman and a woman dressed as a guy. It don't make sense. It's a freak show. The change it's a freak was a, show. It's a freak show. The change wasn't made to be provocative or buck convention. <laughs> nah. <laughs> but to acknowledge that music's... Oh, you'll love this quote. 
He says, music's universal power lies in its spirit of inclusion. It does not. The whole thing about rock and roll was that it was exclusive. Mm -hmm. It's it was rebellion against the status quo. Exactly. Yeah. 1960s. I mean, Mm -hmm. the the music was rebellion against the Vietnam War. And it's not about universal power and inclusion. Nope. It was it was exclusive. Exactly. Don't tell me. (laughs) It's a spirit of inclusion for all people and their voices. You liar. You are liar. Lawyer, lawyer. In recent years, the Academy Awards has replaced its female trophy presenters with male. Okay, I dig it. And female film students. All right. Both American and from countries including China and Zimbabwe. Okay, I dig it. That mix stood in contrast to the largely white slate of nominees. White, white people. Dirty white cracking devils. (laughs) No more white people. Finally relieved this year by several nods for African-American artists, including Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington's been around a long time. He's been around a long time. He's not like some newcomer. Mm-mm. Oh, oh, we just don't got an African-American actor. Uh. Oh, please. Changing up the Grammy trophy presenters isn't window dressing. No. Of the awards not. increasingly have honored a variety of artists. Different genres from rap to country to jazz to classical with Beyonce and Adele among the top contenders this time around. Did everybody see? I didn't watch the Grammys, but I watched this clip on YouTube, so it has to be the true. The goddess. Did everybody see the speech Adele gave to Beyonce, the worship? Mm-hmm. She worshiped her. Oh, yeah. She bowed down, not physically, but she bowed down mentally and spiritually verbally and worship Beyonce and called her. Oh, I forget, but some kind of goddess. She goes, I love you. You're the, Oh, you're our light is what she called. She says, you are our light. And Beyonce accepted the worship. She says, thank you. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Oh, she accepted the worship that she was their golden light. Baby, the church of baby. Yep. It's a sick world, folks. These people are insane. They're spiritually insane. Mm -hmm. The three trophy trophy handlers at Sunday ceremony are transgender model Martina Robledo, model and actor Derek Maraco, and then there's this Holland Haley gal who's really a gal. Mm -hmm. Robledo, who's from San Diego, said she was honored. This is a dude. He, he, she was honored to join Caitlyn Jenner, Laverne Cox, and other transgender freak shows in the more inclusive media spotlight. But he, she expects viewer reaction to his, her presence will be mixed. You think? He says, I know it's going to make some people uncomfortable and make others weep for joy. I'm just going to step out there and strut. And make sure I deliver my best because there's people out there looking up to me. (laughs) You did it so well. Yeah. (laughs) That they may include transgender boys and girls or other minorities. He, she said, calling them the people I want to speak for to let them know that there is a better world out there for us. A better world. Better world. And anyway, it goes on. 
It, do, it doesn't matter what your transgender is. If you're qualified, you're qualified. Dang it. Dang it. It's a dream come true, folks. A dream come true. The only thing that would be better if we can get Elon Musk to put a cyborg as a trophy girl, a human mixed, integrated with machine. Huh. That would be, now see, now that I would watch. Mm. That would be cool. Oof. That would be cool. Doesn't sound good to me. Of course it doesn't, Miss Kapow, because you're a fatty dutty. <laughs> you're a fatty dutty. <laughs> there it is, Miss Kapow. Can't fix stupid. You can't fix stupid. It's impossible to fix stupid. Uh, This is from Canada. Canada. Our neighbors to the north. Freedom granted to man who beheaded bus passenger in Canada. This was gruesome. It was. It's from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Mm -mm. A Canadian man. At least he was a man. He's not transgendered as a woman. Mm. He's a man. I'll give him that. A Canadian man who was found not criminally responsible for beheading... And, 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 and cannibalizing a fellow passenger on a Greyhound bus has been granted his freedom. Cool. Therefore, Canada court system deserves the Can't Fix Stupid Award. Yep. Can't Fix Stupid. Are you serious? This guy cuts a stranger's head off Mm -hmm. and eats him on a Greyhound bus, and you say, eh, yeah, criminal responsible. <laughs> Let's let him out. Chimney. I think that's a good idea. Wow. Manitoba's Criminal Code Review Board. These guys are a bunch of geniuses. Mm-hmm. They announced last Friday it has given Will Baker, formerly known as Vince Lee, changed his name. An absolute discharge, meaning he is no longer subject to monitoring. We don't even have to monitor him. Yeah, just, just let him roam free. They, that's exactly what they did. So in, if you're in Canada and you're going to do something, do it big. Yeah. Cut off heads, toes, fingers. Eat the, the, the corpse. Eat mm-hmm. them alive if you have to. Get up. Do the Hillary Clinton dance. Do yeah. the jerk thing. Because apparently it's not a crime there. It's not a crime. <laughs> and they'll let you go. And then you could be a transgender, whatever you want to be in Canada. Have free socialized medicine. And um, go data Mountie. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Whatever. You know. Uh, this is crazy. I thought we were wow. crazy with our laws. This is nuts. Baker is a diagnosed schizophrenic. Oh, oh, that's why. got to be kidding me. <laughs> he killed poor Tim McLean. Mm-hmm. He didn't even know who Tim McLean was. Tim McLean, it was a young carnival worker. He was a carny who was a complete stranger to Baker in 2008. Well. A year later, he was found not criminally responsible due to his mental illness. There you have it. My Lord. Okay, that's fine. Don't hold him criminally, but you can't just let him out. Yeah. Like he didn't do this. Okay. McLean's mother, Carol Dedelet. She's been outspoken against granting Baker freedom, saying there would be no way to ensure he continued to take his medication. Right. She declined comment in a post on Facebook, saying, I have no words. Mm. Baker was initially kept, initially kept at a secure wing of a psychiatric hospital, but he was given more freedom every year. <laughs> because, well, here's the deal. When you're in the hospital, you're forced to take your medicine. Mm. 
and they give you these psycho medicines and they keep all the demons in check and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. When he gets out, he's not going to take them no more because he thinks he's normal now. Yeah. Probably he's not even in the right mental state to take his medication. No. no. This guy's a nut. If you chop somebody's head off and eat them on a public, on a ground bus. You're nuts. Medicine ain't going to do it. He's been living on his own in a Winnipeg apartment since November, but is still subject to monitoring to ensure he took his medicine. Uh, Baker's doctor, Jeffrey Waldman. Here's another rocket science. I, I, I wish Jeffrey would have took Mr. Baker into his own personal home, yeah. but he didn't. Jeffrey Waldman, this rocket scientist, told the board earlier this week that he is confident. He is confident, dang it, that Baker will remain on his medication and will continue to work with his treatment team if released. Waldman testified that Baker knows it's the medication that keeps his illness at bay. So, wow. yeah, he wouldn't want to. He wouldn't want to skip a pill. In a written decision, the review board said it is of the opinion that the weight of evidence does not substantiate that Mr. Baker poses a significant threat to the safety of the public. Really? He cut a stranger's head off and ate him on a Greyhound bus. But Kanada, he says he doesn't suppose a significant threat to the safety of the public. Of course not, yeah. Hello. Wow. Waldman said Baker plans to visit his native China if released, but would live in Winnipeg for the next two or three years. Hmm. You know why he he wants to visit China? Because he says that the young boys there taste like barbecue ribs. Yes, (laughs) that's how delicious young Chinese boys are. So he wants to go there and eat them because he's not a danger. He is on the waiting list for a post-secondary training program and plans on establishing a career in the city. He wants a career. I don't know who's going to hire him. Probably a chef. He's going to be hired as a chef. A very exclusive restaurant. Baker immigrated to Canada from China in 2001. He became a Canadian citizen four years ago. Ain't that nice? Mm. Baker sat next. Now, here's what he did. He's on a Greyhound bus, right? He sits next to this 22-year-old guy named McLean. He's a carny, 22 years old. He sits next to him on the bus after the man, the victim. Guess what he did? He smiled. Smiled at him and asked how he was doing. How you doing? Yeah. Yeah. So he sees this Chinese guy walk by and he looks at him and goes, hi, how you doing? (laughs) Right? How you doing? Right? It wasn't a gay thing. How you doing? What's going on? So Baker, Mr. Lee, I'm going to sit next to this guy because he's nice. See, what's the lesson you take off here? When you're in a bus in Canada, don't Don't smile at people. Don't talk to people. (laughs) That's the lesson, folks. Uh, So anyway, he sits next to him. Baker said he heard the voice of God. Telling him to kill the man or die immediately. That's the schizo working in him. Yeah. What God do you think he was listening to? Demon God. The demon God. So, being an obedient follower of... Demon God. Demon God. He repeatedly stabbed McLean while he fought for his life. Passengers fled the bus because they're brave. Yeah. Well, they're Canadians. Well, they're not armed either. Nothing. So they left. Baker continued stabbing and mutilating the body before he was arrested. 
He just kept stab mutilating the guy. He severed them, his head and he showed it to some of the passengers outside the bus. He's crazy. <laughs> the Supreme Court of Canada ruled in 1999 that a review board must order an absolute discharge if a person doesn't pose a significant threat to public safety. Hmm. I don't get it. How could this guy not pose a threat? All he has to do is quit taking his medication and he's a significant threat. You cannot guarantee he's not fixed. The ruling added there must be clear evidence of a significant risk. Like this isn't. This is not a clear. This is not clear evidence of a significant risk. This isn't. I don't know what is. That he continually stabbed a stranger and mutilated him, cut off his head, showed it to passengers and ate a few uh, ate a few pieces. Wow. There has to be clear evidence of a significant risk to the public for the review board to continue imposing conditions after a person is found not criminally responsible. These people are brain dead. They're stupid. This is stupid. This is a socialist, libtard, stupid, Mm -hmm. stupid parliament that would make any kind of decision like this. This is they don't care about the the, the, the safety of their citizens. This is coming to America near you. <laughs> now now how about he goes and he attacks some dude on the bus and that that dude defends himself and knocks this little idiot's head through a window. You know, 50 He'll miles get in trouble for that. He's gonna get in trouble. Yeah. Because he's not gonna be found criminally insane. Mm-hmm. You could have talked to him. You could have talked to him. You've used excessive force. The force you're a hater. Need the needs. Yeah, you're a hater against Mr. Lee. Opposition conservative member of parliament, James Bizon, criticized Baker's release. He said earlier this week it would be an insult to the De Delay and McLean's other relatives. I agree. Yep. Baker's defenders include Chris Somerville, executive director of the Manitoba Schizophrenia Society, who has met, worked with him over the years. Well, why don't you come and have him live in your house? Yeah. Chris. He is no longer a violent person, Chris said. Oh, really? I will say, yes, he absolutely understands that he has to take his medication. Well, understanding and doing it are two different things. Mm-hmm. You can understand all you want. I understand I shouldn't put an arrow through this guy's head. I understand that, but not doing it is a whole different process. Ugh. He says he understands that and he has a desire to live a responsible moral life and never succumb to psychotic episodes and not to hurt anybody ever again. Wow. You can't. Of course he's going to say that if he even said that. You can't fix retardation when it's in the form of stupidity. I'm so upset. I got here's some cheese. I got a heartburn now. I'm just oh oh that's the last of all stories. That's the last. It give everybody a chow and we'll talk to you later. Ciao, baby.